Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Profit Podcast. I'm your one of your co-hosts, Paul Campy. I'm here with Matt Robinson, who will introduce, because uh, he's going to frame our episode today in a second. And uh, we've got a bit of a, I guess you'd call this, we were talking about this off mic and said a bit of a cautionary tale today. And we're going to unpack some of the coaching programs out there that might not be all they appear to be. So I'm going to hand you over to Matt. How are you doing, pal? I'm very good, thank you, mate. I'm very, very good. Although I was very annoyed when I read this story in the week. So <laughs> obviously, it's always it's always strange, isn't it? When because we're we're from this world, and I think that's why I get annoyed by it because you feel like it'd be very easy for anyone that's a business coach to be get tarnished with that same brush as some of the stuff that we're going to talk about here today. So you know. Yeah. Hopefully by now our listeners know we're we're the good guys. We we do things with integrity and with you know everything we do is above board. But there is a massive increase in the amount of PTs and and people from other businesses as well. But obviously our world is fitness. But the, there's there's a lot of these stories now that get shared where a PT will will make people aware that they've spent a lot of money on a business coach. They've been promised the earth, and they've got very little in return. The story we're sharing today is quite an extreme one, but this is just to show you how far some of this can go because it is absolutely nuts. Some of you might have seen me talk about this on Instagram because I did cover it there, but we did just want to turn it into a bit more of a, a full episode. So, Quick overview of the story. I was on Facebook. I was in one of the personal trainer, uh, sorry, it wasn't a personal trainer group. It was a business group that I'm part of. And a personal trainer posted in there basically saying, hired a business coach to help launch their online business. Didn't feel like he was making much headway. And the one-to-one coach that he was working with pretty much was just repeating himself as if he was reading off a spreadsheet all the time. Um, and the, the, the PT basically summarized it and said that, in a roundabout way, all I've been given given as advice is to cold DM people. So just send random people DMs on Instagram and then try and get into other people's Facebook groups and comment and post to see if I can get the people booked into a call from there. Um, it's a four-month program and across the four months is entitled to four to eight calls that last 10 to 15 minutes each. Um and who are they with? The 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 coach that he's been assigned. I don't know if this is the leader of the program or like an accountability coach or what, because there's a lot of that now. Um, and the bit that I haven't yet revealed, for those of you who don't know, is that this guy had, pl- had paid just a, a small sum for this amazing program of £16,000, Paul. Wow. Yeah, when you told me they find the figure of what, <laughs> what the coaching program had cost, I mean, don't get me wrong. We should probably frame this by saying in, we always talk about investing in your business and there are some fantastic business coaches, mentors out there who have all the skills to help you level your business up to a really, a really good standard. But this, uh, this just seems like one of them, them stories where it, it's the complete opposite. It's bad advice, not much contact, not much personal coaching going on at all. And it, I don't, in the end, I don't think they made any money back, did they? No, they were basically sharing it as like it's just been a waste of time, a waste of money, and not really learned much from it. Yeah. 
So, so I guess part of today, we wanted to talk about what, what you should be looking for if you're looking for a business coach, uh, uh, some help with your business, some support, because it is the market is now flooded. I think we must have been, Profit as a whole, must have been one of the first companies to do proper mentoring, proper business support for personal trainers. And in our day, it was brand new, wasn't it? it yeah. There wasn't much of it around, not that I know of. No, nope. you um, built it, didn't you, Paul? You were the builder of... <laughs> I built that one, yeah. But I mean, and I remember looking around and we had to look to other industries to see what what support should look like because there wasn't anyone doing it. Um, so, and I think that's something that you need to look at as well is how long have the people been doing it? What's their track record like? And have they actually done the job before is another one I'd look out for. Um but what naturally follows is PT boomed in the last ten years or so. Like you know, there's everyone and his every man and his dog is now a PT. It's all over Instagram. It's all over Facebook. It became a very boom industry. And what tends to follow when that happens is specialist business mentors who probably have never done the job before themselves and probably have just looked at the space and gone, "There's money to be made there," and have just jumped into it, which. I, I know you do, and you can probably tell by the speed I'm talking. It pisses me off to some extent. Um, so we wanted we wanted to do an episode to kind of give you guidance on what you should be looking for, what type of things to be thinking about when you're trying to hire a coach as well, a business yeah. coach. And this isn't this isn't us knocking um, high end coaching either. Like you can spend a lot of money on coaching and and get a lot from it. Like you could spend sixteen grand on a coach. And they might tell you one thing that makes all the difference in your business. You know, if it, if, if it was a, a business that was operating in a certain way and needed a bit of expert insight. But, you know, I suppose if you're looking at that type of service in our industry at that price, one thing I would say is if you were going to get involved in a program that was anything around that sort of 10 grand figure and above over like a, a three, four, six month period, I think one one thing you should definitely be expecting, because I think this is the problem this PT had faced, is that he didn't really know what to expect. What does a 16 grand coaching service actually look like? It's mm. me, if you're going to charge that sort of money for, for this type of service, where he's going to help someone build an online fitness business, at that sort of level, it should include what I believe is a lot of done-for-you services. So it's basically teaching you how to do something but we're going to take out a lot of the manual effort on your end. So usually this would be a coach that has a team behind them who can take care of some of the technical stuff. So for example, in this online coaching example, it might be things like, well, you're going to need a website, but my website designer will build that for you. You're going to need an email software, but we've got someone that's going to sort that for you. You're going to need landing pages, but we'll get those built for you. You're going to need lead magnets. They're going to be included. So it's all yeah. these things that you would you would be able to go and figure out by yourself and do by yourself. But the whole point of paying that sort of money is to get that shortcut. Someone else is going to do it for you so you don't have to. It saves you time. And they're probably going to do it better than you because they've done it before loads of times and they know, yeah. they know what works. So there's nothing wrong with spending that kind of money, but I suppose it's knowing what to expect. And I think the biggest thing I can give you there is that it's, yeah, yeah, you should get access to a coach that's been there and done it and all of that and got the experience. But I think it's more a case of, well, you're spending that kind of money. There should be a good portion of this that's 
that's done for you where possible. Obviously, you've got to do the coaching in terms of delivery, but they should be helping you shortcut things a lot quicker if you're spending that kind of money. Otherwise, you could spend that on building your own team and have your own web designer and have your own marketing person because it's a lot of money to invest. Yeah, yeah. You're dead right there as well. Like <clears throat> I always remember one of my first ever PT clients was a guy who built business and had sold it for multiple millions. And um, I remember him, I actually, this is the kind of thing you can do as well, right? Because he was a close friend of mine as a client. And I knew his background and what he'd done. So I said, let's go for a beer. I'm going to buy you a few beers. And I'll take you for lunch or something like that. And you can do that. That was kind of old school how we used to make connections. And I always remember him telling me, look, when you're building something up, you've got to consider a few things like, does, do you need to save time, save money, or make money? Those are the three things I always look at when I'm looking at the business. I think it's similar with this. Like, if you go in with your eyes open thinking, right, do I need to save myself time? So do I need some built-for-you systems? Who's got that? How do I get access to that? And what's it going to save me? Or what would I need to invest if I was going to build it myself? Like you just said. Yep. Same thing. It might be, is it, does it need to save me some money in terms of it's going to cost me a fortune to build my own systems and build my own marketing tools and everything. So that would cost me 10 grand if I did it myself. So I'm quite happy to spend six. I'm saving money. Yeah. And is it going to make you money? Are you building something that will continue to build you revenue in the future? And what's the model for that? So I think, but you've got to, you've got to almost ask them questions before you go into hiring anyone. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to get sold to, which I think that sounds like what happened with this person paying the 16 grand and they've got four months in and gone, actually, what have I got? Yeah. Yeah. There was no, probably no thought of that before they hired them. They just think I want to be rich. That's not a good, good answer. Yeah. They've been promised the earth and, and sold what looks like a lie basically. But that framework that you just said there, Paul, with those three components, I think is great because you can apply that to any hiring your business. Like yeah. if you if you want to hire someone to handle your social media for you or your content, what are you doing that for? Most likely it's to save time. So it's like, it cost me a couple of hundred pounds, that's fine because it's saving me X amount of hours. I can see the clear, the clear, you know, transaction there in terms of what I'm gaining from that might not generate you a load of revenue up front, might help down the line, but initially you're buying that thing for saving time. And yeah. there'll be different hires or different people you use for things in your business that would tick those boxes in different ways. So being clear on that is important. Yeah, I think that's one is getting that clarity of what is it you need at the minute. And yes. you know, then you can start to search for your expert, then you can search for the help. And doing those those numbers as well, if it's a time-saving exercise, what's the what would that time cost if you had to do it yourself? So, what would the investment in time be? What would you what could you earn with that time if you were you were making money with it? And therefore, you'll be able to say, well, that's worth the investment. Same thing with, is it going to save you money in terms of the money you've got to spend on building a system? You can work it out, so then you can actually make a proper logical transactional decision if that makes sense yeah um, yep. rather than just going someone's promising me the world and they want 20 grand from me yeah and then one of the things i highlighted when i talked about this on social media in the week was i said i would be quite open about asking what are your underlying processes like what are the underlying things that make you confident that this can work for me 
Um, because again, a lot of these business coaches, when you apply for them, I've applied for programs like this before and been part of things and they want to know everything about you. They want to know what you earn, where you live, what color underwear you're wearing. You know, they want to know everything. But then you've got to ask them the questions as well. You've got to put them through a bit of an interview process and go, I've answered your questions. Here's what I want to know. Don't just sit there like a yes man and go, yes, sir, no, sir. But, you know, it's just be very, very clear on what you're getting and, you know, what are your systems? What are the steps? What will I what will I be doing? You know, it's a four month program. What will I be doing month one, month two, month three, month four? How will how will things change? And um, and again, it might not be that it's a, a set cookie cutter system. You almost don't want that in many ways, but they should still have a clear idea of, well, you hear it, you're here at this point, here's where we need to get you to next, and then here's where we would go from there. And mm-hmm. it's got that bit of individualization, but they've still got a, a vision for where they're gonna work with you. I think there's too many times, and I've been on the receiving end of this, where I've been on a coaching call where I've paid for the coach's time, and they're making it up as they go along, and you just you can tell, you just know they're just lagging it, <laughs> and they're not prepared, and they're just hoping that you turn up with something for them to solve in that time. I, you right. know, they're almost hoping that you come to them with a problem, um for them to solve. And if you don't, they're almost a bit flummoxed. It's a bit like, no, no, I did them things we discussed last time. They're all in place. What next? Now what? Yeah. And it's like, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, there should, there should be processes that sit like me and Paul use these words all the time. It's because we, we have them in place and um, you shouldn't be afraid to ask, to see some of that stuff. How will you track my progress? What are the steps you're hoping to get me through? How are you assessing my business compared to someone else's? Um, what what potentially sets you apart from a different coach out there? Don't be afraid to ask those questions because if they're afraid to answer them, I'd see that as a red flag. Yeah, we talked about this on building products in the past. Is There should be some kind of client journey, some kind of client curriculum that the coach knows. The, the pace at which... I mean, it's just my opinion on this, but the pace at which each person gets through that curriculum is very individual. Some people will rock it through, right? some people will take their time. That's okay, but the coach should know where you are in that process. So every time they log on to a call or they do a catch-up with you, they know exactly where you are on that journey, and they can say, right, how have you done this? What's gone well? How's the, how's the next step looking to you? Can we work on that? Are you too overwhelmed? Like Those kinds of things that then become coaching questions, but... This should be a journey, like you said, and they almost should be able to show you all of that journey, but at least some of it. Um, I think the other thing, as you were talking there, that I thought of is don't be afraid to to say what works for you. So as an individual going into a coaching program or mentoring program, if you don't like group calls, it's not likely to work for you. And I've got nothing against mentoring businesses that do large group calls. It's fine. If, if it's not going to work for you, then don't sign up to it. If you prefer one-on-one, which I do a lot of the time, so a lot of the times I've paid top dollar for one-on-one sessions rather than I don't want to be in a group because I found some people jump in a group and I got nothing from it sometimes. So it was like, it doesn't work for me, so I'd rather do one-on-ones. I'd rather pay for someone's time. Um, you know, If I can get a five-day course in one day, paying for it one-to-one, I've just saved myself four days. I'm quite happy to pay more. And I know I work I like that. 
So you've got to think what works for you. Look for a program that that suits your style. Um, but yeah, hundred percent agree with what you said. They should be able to show you the path. Yep, yep. And I think other other than you know just having some opportunity to speak to the person as well. There's not really too much else I would I would advise, but I am very wary. And again, I understand that certain coaches reach a point where they outsource things and get other people involved. But again, if you're the type of person that knows you like to work with the person that's the face of the business, that's something you need to know up front. Because if you're going to book a call and then it's like um, a success coach that's running you through the program and not the person whose program it is, you want to know this stuff ahead of time. You want to know, am I, am I dealing with the person that built this or am I dealing with someone else? It's okay if you're dealing with someone else. They might be fantastic. But what do you want as an individual? Do, who who do you want access to? Um, because again, there's a lot of programs now where they're almost keeping students at arm's length. There's someone that's the head of it, that's the face of it. But then when you're in there, you're not working with the person that you signed up to be part of. Um, yeah. It's them that you've bought into, not the person that's coaching you. That's nothing against the person that's coaching you. That coach might be great, but you've got to ask yourself, would he have signed up for this had I known it wasn't them coaching me? Um, yeah, as long as that, I think as long as that's transparent, um, you know, we we reached a, a definite point with this. We had 25 to 30 mentors within the profit business. Yeah. So it, they didn't necessarily get me or you when they came in, but we were transparent about that. Yeah. And we... There was a lot of support systems in place we had as well, not just for the trainers coming in, but also the the mentors. They had a lot of leadership training. They had education programs themselves. They had a lot of contact with people like me and you and Graham and Steve. They had a lot of contact. So there was a network there that was very supportive. And, you know, at times we would come in and do one-on-ones and, and extra additional stuff um, to support, but if you're a coach going into that, if you're a trainer going into that program, you need to know what that is and are they being transparent about it? If you sign up for John Smith's PT mentoring, apologies if there is a John Smith out there, you <laughs> want to know, do I ever see him <laughs> or is it one of his coaches, which is fine as long as I know that setup and I'm going into it with my eyes open. Yeah, yeah. I'm fairly confident there's a few John Smiths out there, by the way, Paul. Yeah, no, I reckon there'll be. <laughs> out to John Smith PT, sorry. <laughs> so there's there's not really much else to unpack with this today, Paul. I don't think it was just this cautionary tale of there's lots out there now. We've we, we've sort of touched on this story before in other ways. There's a lot of marketing out there now directed at PTs. There's a lot of stuff that's very heavily driven towards. 10k months 15k months or often it's framed in a different way it might be like 15 grand in 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 90 days which by the way isn't that amazing that's five grand a month that's the average of what a good pt is earning anyway it's not even that spectacular um but it's often framed in a way that looks astonishing just just be aware of it like it's not all bullshit some of it is good there's a, a a portion of it that's utter bullshit but I think that bullshit pile is growing as more people come into it. So that's what you've got to be aware of. Yeah, it's one, it's saturated now. It is getting highly saturated. You do have to have your wits about you a little bit. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking of entering a, a business mentorship or coaching program, just make sure you listen back to this. 
going armed with your questions. Make sure that you are you're being assertive with your side of the conversation as well. And um, yeah, you know, we, we would obviously promote business mentoring for PTs because we do it. Yeah. So it's just uh, making sure that you you're thinking about it in the right way. And applying those things that Paul mentioned there to other things as well. You spoke about this in the past, Paul, even about enrolling in someone's education system. You might be going to learn about nutrition coaching or exercise prescription or programming. Same rules apply there, don't they? It's all the same stuff. It's, yeah. just, it's just making sure that you understand everything ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. What's it going to do for you? Is it going to save you time? Is it going to save you money? Is it going to make you money? Those are the three elements really that that make a good business. Um Obviously, there's a lot more to it once you start digging into that, but those three things will guide you pretty well. So that's all for today's episode. If you've got any questions on any of that or if you've been approached by anyone and want to ask what our opinions are on it or anything like that, feel free to reach out. We're always happy to help out. But until next time, take care and have a good one. See ya. Your feedback and questions help us shape the future of this show. So if you enjoy the show and want it to continue, why not be part of its creation by giving us some help, support and ideas? If you've enjoyed the show so far or just this particular episode, then please feel free to head over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify to leave us a rating and review. And as always, we want you to tune in next time. So hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And we will catch you again very soon in our latest ProFit podcast episode. Take care and we will see you very shortly.